0: there's no earthly way of knowing (laughs) which direction we are going there's no knowing where we're rolling Rolling. or which way the river's flowing is it raining is it snowing is a hurricane (laughs) a-blowing not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell are glowing? Is the grisly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly
1: not showing any signs that they are slowing! Ba,
2: oompa, oompa doo I am Pauly, and Lou's here, too. Hey, how are you doing, guys? I am DJ Pauly, and I have my brother Lou, and we are the Back in Time Brothers. Lou, how are we doing today?
3: Oh, man, I love that entrance. Nicely done. Yeah, that took me about 30 seconds to think of, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you thinking so hard there, and damn it, you delivered.
2: If you could see me on camera, guys, it almost looked like I was constipated. That's how bad it was, <laughs> thinking so deeply, uh, doing some deep thinking on how to start the show off, because it's kind of hard to follow Gene Wilder doing that part from Willy Wonka. Very difficult. Yes, yes. Um, so obviously, if you didn't catch what's going on, we are going to be talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 1971 movie. Correct. Okay. Very good. And you know what's fun? We have a special guest with us, us, don't we?
3: We do. Uh, And this is our, our big fan, great friend of the show, Chris Curley. Welcome, Chris.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. I'm looking forward to this topic. It should be a fun trip down memory lane.
3: So you're debuting on the podcast, but you have actually appeared with us on the URL radio show. And that was earlier today. And that was fantastic.
4: That was so much fun. And thank you so much for inviting me to that. And I'm so glad we didn't have to call the lawyer because you <laughs> asked me back for round two. So that's a good sign.
2: Well, you'll, you, if those of you that didn't listen to the show um, is on urlradio.net. Uh, um the, the the most important thing, you know, the lawyers weren't involved, but you're gonna have to answer to the elders for the the song that you played on the jukebox. So um, those are our true fans will be only ones that get that one. But you can always go and I think we'll be playing it um, that uh, that show probably on our radio station, right, bro?
3: It's um it's available right now, so there you, you can actually go to brothers dot com and on the website there's a page that says URL radio. On that page. You will see the um, the actual episode that Chris is on, and it's a great episode. I really encourage everybody to go ahead and uh, listen to that because I think you'll really appreciate the stories and uh, all the fun music that she shared.
2: I agree. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Actually, go back and listening to it again. It was so good.
3: <laughs> it was. It was
4: fun. I had that? a lot of explaining to do to my mom though when she did hear it. So, but uh, I live to tell. So the oh, sun's going to rise tomorrow.
3: Oh, that's going to well, be wait a, a follow-up. Yeah, follow-up on that. I think yeah, I think we have to. Fill us in.
4: <laughs> so mom said, I did not realize you did that during the church youth group. And I said, well, it's been 30-plus years, so the statue of limitations has wore off, so I'm good. And she's like, oh, you're just so rebellious like your mother. And I just busted out laughing, but... Uh, <laughs> And she goes. And your dad didn't even think too much or too bad about it. And I said, "Oh gosh, you you let dad listen to it." And I my dad is so much fun, and uh, he got a kick out of it too. So
2: that's awesome.
4: I'm not yeah. written out of the will yet.
2: <laughs> well, good. And yeah, it seemed it seemed as uh, you know, I think the people um, there was a lot of commenting and sharing of that of the post. Um, so I think that a lot of people were um, probably a excited to. Um, they knew you possibly and wanted to hear what you had to say and was curious. And, and hopefully the rest were just, uh, enjoying our show and, and adding a new level to the show by having you on there as well. So, um, we'll, we'll find out what the numbers are and we'll get back to you. If they dropped Chris, you're fired. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, either that or I'm fired. I don't know. Maybe me. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So guys, please go to the website and check that out. Um, but Lou, take us into today's show because this is something that you've been really kind of uh, excited about like you've almost like you've been really popped up on candy here with with, you know talk to us
3: yeah a little bit of a sugar rush no doubt um love this movie saw it when i was a kid went to the movies to see it and so it means a lot and my kids watch it loved it uh and then when we were talking about it we found out that um chris was a fan as well And so invited her to join and get her perspective on this. And um, we're going to kind of explore Willy Wonka in a couple of different ways. So we love it. We cherish it. And we'll celebrate that part of the film. But there's a couple of different uh, fan theories, let's say, that have taken it a little to a dark place or an alternative place. So I want to explore both of those. So... I'm going to ask both of you to kind of give me a little bit of latitude here. I'm going to try some different things. And at any point, feel free to chime in and say, well, I'm off my rocker on this. No problem. Well, I'm already off my rocker. I have been for years, so it's okay.
4: (laughs) I have nothing to brag about
1: either.
3: (laughs) All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to explore, number one, I I think everybody pretty much knows Willy Wonka in the... um, The the plot behind it. But essentially it's about Willy Wonka who has a chocolate factory. Uh, He wants an heir to to his empire essentially and devises a contest. Five golden tickets and to get five kids and to see who's going to win. So that's a really brief summary. But let's um, dive in and let's talk about the motives behind this.
2: So oh, okay, yes. all right. I like this. All right, I like where it's headed. So, are we talking about the motives of the of the of the five golden ticket winners?
3: No, we're talking about Willie. Oh,
2: Willie's motive. <laughs> I feel like CSI or Law and Order music should come on right now. Boom! <laughs> You're right. Yeah, <laughs> Damn it! I should have had that. God, you know, one job. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead, take us. Now you you have me curious, and I'm sure Chris is curious as well. So absolutely. Take us
3: away. Okay, so here we go. If you watch the movie, you should start to kind of wonder, wait a minute here, is there something else afoot? And I say that because as we go through the the entire movie, and we're going to kind of go at it step by step, uh, but quickly. And I'm going to just start to point out some things that should make you go, hmm, so number 1, let's uh let's start with Charlie who's normal school kid. And when you see the movie, you see all these kids get they get out of school and they run to the candy store. So right. that's like the first scene that you see. And um I find it find it interesting that you've got all these kids. If you remember the scene, the kids are just running wild in this candy place. And then you've got the Candyman in there, and he does this. Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew,
0: cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two? The Candyman. The Candyman can.
5: The Candyman can. he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good.
3: So you got the happy Candy Man. He's got a a store full of candy, mm-hmm. and he's just throwing candy all over the place. Did yeah. You guys notice that?
2: Yeah, he's yeah. He, you're right. I, I, now that you mention it, he does do that.
3: He's flinging candy, and he's not taking any money for it.
4: Isn't okay. he standing on a ladder? He's got like a ladder that reaches up to the top shelf.
3: Yep, yep. He's just taking stuff, throwing it all over the place, just flipping candy. At one point, he, he actually takes the counter, opens it up, and lets the kids go behind the counter. So there's absolutely this is out of control. So we're giving away candy. Why? What is the motive behind giving he's in business, isn't he?
2: Well yeah. You you, you make money by selling profit, you're not by giving away stuff.
3: And he's giving all the candy away. So he's hopping up these kids. He's getting them hooked. Yep. Right? Right. Yep. Okay. So is he working for somebody? He's got to be working for Wonka. Could be. Something to think about. Okay. It's an inside deal. Mm-hmm. Now, poor Charlie, we find out he's very poor. Very poor. Yeah. And Charlie, he's outside the candy store, and he's looking inside, wishing he could have candy. Now, why can't he have candy? Well, if They're giving free, it away. Free, he could just walk in and pick some. But Charlie doesn't go in. Because but he Charlie has,
4: has oh I was just gonna say it.
3: Yeah. Good job, so, Polly. He does,
2: he has morals. He was raised not to take stuff to work hard for it, or you can only mm-hmm. get what you can buy or what you can you know, things like that.
1: Very plausible. I, mean, I, I like it, that.
2: You know, I mean look, his house, I mean, he's got all of his grandparents sleeping in one bed together, you know?
3: So let's explore the house. Okay. So they live in a shack.
2: It really is a shack, Yeah.
3: It's a literal shack. Mm-hmm. And you really start to see how poor he is. You know, he, he, he gets a, a job working for Mr. Joe Peck delivering a, newspapers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Joe Peck, nice enough guy, but boy, is he cheap? Cause I just saw what he got paid, like a few coins, the poor kid. He takes those coins. He goes, uh, goes home. um, on his way, he picks up some stuff for the house. So we first see the house, the shack, and inside you've got this bed with four, four people in it. Yeah,
4: and I don't think any of them can walk either.
3: You know, Grandpa Joe,
2: Grandma so Josephine, let's explore it. yes, Gra- Grandpa George and um, Grandma Georgina. I Correct. believe are the names.
4: Right? Yes. Nice yeah. job, Polly. Thanks. One
2: bed in the middle of the room. Yeah.
3: Right, so a bed shared by four. Kind of weird. Really weird. And four people that have not admittingly got out of bed for 20 years. Oof. That's so what that's I'm gotta, thinking.
2: That's got to be a mess in that bed.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's oh, where we're going to go. <laughs> we are going to
3: go there because it you got to explore this. You have to. Uh, you we're know, talking you, about four people... We're talking bedpans. They haven't sponge baths. What is happening in that bed?
2: We're talking bed sores. We're talking all kinds of things. Like it's probably be a, that's a nasty mess in there.
3: Absolutely. So I, I I should mention before Charlie got on his way home, he's walking past the Wonka factory and it's all dark. That's right. And then all of a sudden you see the lights on the smokestack, the Wonka light up. And then all of a sudden, there's a tinker outside. So a tinker is a guy who fixes and sharpens knives and does all that kind of stuff, a tinker. And he warns him that nobody goes in and nobody comes out. And so that's kind of an ominous thing. But if you look at what the tinker is carrying in his cart, his rolling cart, he's got cleavers and it's like a freaking saw. Hmm.
4: I'd never noticed that before.
3: I've never noticed that either. Yeah. Yes, you have to look at it. And so I'm thinking, wait a minute. So there's this this theory that Willie's not the kind of guy that you think he is. And we've got this tinker who's outside with all these utensils that could be for mm, killing. Just a Possibly. thought. Okay.
4: But how do we know he's associated with Wonka?
3: He knows a lot about Wonka, doesn't he? I don't know. Just he's kind Just of that feeling. I don't know. I don't know. Just something to think about. All right. So at home, we are we're, we're back in the shack. These guys are bedridden. Um, they're eating cabbage water. Yummy, delicious.
2: <laughs> mm. Nothing says loving like cabbage water.
3: That's right. <laughs> and Charlie brings the loaf of bread. He went That's ahead, right. and it's a feast. He said, and everybody's all happy. And then he gives Grandpa Joe a few things for his tobacco. Mm-hmm. And then, Joe, and poor, Joe, and Joe feels guilty. Well, he should. He's laying on his butt for twenty years. Oh, well, all four of them are. Yeah, but Joe's he's getting tobacco too, laying in this, bed. What's this, that all this
2: about? This kid is the. Is the breadwinner of the family.
3: <laughs> literally.
1: You. No pun intended.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, literally, he's like, hey, brought some bread, and here's some tobacco. So here, this kid's getting tobacco, which is against the law. He's not 18. So yeah, I mean, this kid is doing all the work for this family, and he's a kid. He should be enjoying being a kid.
3: Right. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly right.
4: Refresh my memory. Do they ever show a dad in the movie? For some reason, I I just remember his mom.
3: Right. That's right.
4: But I don't remember a dad. We're
2: not talking about the other one. But the other one, he did have parents in the
3: 2005 episode.
2: But we're not really going
3: there. But yes, he did have a mom and a dad. In this one, the father is dead.
2: Okay. Okay. Continues to stay dark. Yes. He was killed by Willy Wonka's tinker outside the (laughs)
3: back. Or was he? Oh. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explore these two paths in one second. Just bear with me here. So we know that they're very, very poor. Uh, Charlie's working hard. The mother works by uh, doing laundry, and uh, and then Charlie shares a story about what he um, he saw outside the factory. And um, Grandpa Joe tells Charlie that the place has been closed because there were spies that infiltrated the uh, factory, and he had to close them. And one of them was Slugworth. or spies for Slugworth. And so he closed it all off. And so it's been dark the whole time. And then four years ago, or three years ago, sorry, of the, of the time that this took place, the factory started to produce chocolate, but they kept all the doors closed. So that's setting it up for the contest. And that's where this whole thing starts to take off. So the kids are at school and then all word comes out that there's going to be this big contest. Willy Wonka has announced that he's going to open up his factory for the first time and to five lucky winners. One lucky winner will get a lifetime supply of chocolate. So there's the contest. Okay. Thoughts.
2: Um I want a golden ticket.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was always jealous of the golden ticket.
3: Right? Yes. I mean,
2: watching that as a kid, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I'd like to win that ticket. Like, I'd like to do that. And then, you know, I remember as a kid they had actually Willy Wonka bars, um, candy store. And I always remember and this is this is just gonna sound really stupid, I always to open it up hoping that there was a golden ticket in there, knowing that there was nothing for that. But always like, Maybe if I get a golden ticket, there's gonna something special, you know?
1: But you <laughs> know, really when
4: you when you think about it, just to get a year supply of chocolate, I think the intrigue was getting into the factory more so than the candy. Is my thoughts. Yes. Because it yes. was so barred from people.
2: Right, mysterious. What's in there? Like what's? How right. is everything working? You want to? Hear, you want to hear my Slugworth um, impression? Do it. Do yeah, it. yeah. Pleasure, thank you. There it is. Oh, That is pretty good. <laughs> oh, You are good at this because <laughs> he doesn't say a whole lot. He whispers to he everyone. Doesn't. He does. but so at the very end, he goes, this is my associate Slugworth. Wait, that's not... He goes, pleasure. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> Moving along. Okay. Yes. So what you notice is the entire world is captivated with this contest. Every... I mean... It's, it's going crazy. You see everybody running, buying chocolate like, like crazy. And all of a sudden, the candy man now, he's got all these kids hooked up. Well, now he wants money. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we got you hooked. Now everybody's just, everybody's going nuts doing it.
2: It's like a drug dealer. Here's a little <laughs> sample. You're hooked. Now pay me.
4: Yeah. Good point. Yes.
3: yes. Okay. So now, before we dig in, here are the theories. Number one. Let's say number one is what we know of it right now. Okay. Great story. We love it. But here are two alternates. The darkest one is that Wonka devised this contest because he's a serial killer. (laughs) He's a psycho madman that's devised this kind of contest in almost like a Saw-like scenario.
2: Okay. So I need to jump in here. All right, on that theory, um, I see, I don't get that theory from watching, you know, from, from seeing things. I now, mean, there's things in and out. If we were to talk about the 2005 movie, I would say that would be more of the serial killer that Johnny Depp played as Willy Wonka, because he played yes. a very demented, sick person. I mean, one of the lines in that movie is when they go into the factory and he goes, Everything here is edible. Even I'm edible, but that's cannibalism, children, and that's frowned mm-hmm. upon in most communities. Uh, the things he said were very sick and weird, so that I don't know. I don't see, um, I don't see that so much. But maybe the two thousand five movie as him being a serial killer or a pedophile or some weird kind of person, something like that.
3: Okay. Okay.
4: I would have to agree. Um, until we started talking about this, my version of Willy Wonka was just lollipops, gumdrops, and sugar. You know. <laughs> Um, but now that you talk about it, where were the people? Did they ever come out? Mm-hmm. I don't think that that storyline is played. So I'm open to see where this street takes us and and go from there. But
1: yeah, very good.
2: That's a good point. Actually, now that you mention that, Chris, because. You know the the elevator you know takes off but then you never know what where where's you know where did the girl go down the chute and what happened with the gloop and what happened with all these kids. So that's a good point.
3: We will explore each death or disappearance, <laughs> whatever you want to say. I prefer some
2: of them died because they were they were some really snotty
3: kids, man. They deserved oh, it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right so now we're kind of getting in the flow of that. Okay. And then the other alternative is, was Willie really, or Mr. Wonka, really Charlie's dad? So keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. Okay. So there we go. There's two ways we're going here. And so now we're hmm. ready to go down the, down this uh, trail. Let's see what happens. So we've got the the quest for the golden tickets. Right. The first one Augustus Kloop from Düsseldorf, Germany. He gets the first ticket.
1: Yes, mom, I like to go to Kloop, I love to eat it. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so he's interviewed while eating at a restaurant, and this guy is pounding sausages as it, we go. He, he is. He's putting them down like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> well
4: that's an interesting analogy.
3: Yes. So is that an intended Willie joke? Just wondering. It could be.
4: <laughs> oh, you guys are not roping me in this again. <laughs> I don't
3: know. That was bait. <laughs> Nothing like a little Willy
2: right now, huh? That's right. Yeah. That's a lot of Willy going on anyway.
4: Boy. Oh, boy.
2: So, he was putting sausages down like, man, he was just. Oh, yeah. You're I right. want some more
5: sausages. Give me some more, mum. <laughs> okay.
3: And that's when we first see who? We see Slugworth. We yep. see Slugworth
2: because he's okay. there, and then he, I think he whispers in the kid's ear, right? To, yes, and I think he wants him to get uh, what is it—the everlasting gobstopper? Correct. Yes. yes, we
3: find that out at the at towards at, the you know with the, Charlie, but yeah, yeah. That's, correct. That's yes, okay, it, exactly.
2: All right, sorry, I didn't
4: Doesn't mean to it, jump the gun on no, that. No, no,
2: sorry. It's all
1: right.
4: Okay.
2: So,
3: does,
4: that, does the everlasting gobstopper remind you of a Rubik's cube that blew up?
2: Yeah, it's yeah, really weird looking, point. isn't it? It is. And then they they did make the Gobstopper later for real, but it was more like a jawbreaker kind of mm-hmm. um, <laughs> material. So yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, okay. It's another serial killer kind of thing, a jawbreaker, huh? hmm. So we see Slugworth, and Slugworth is a scar faced, bespeckled goon,
2: and scar-faced? he's there to tempt the he kids. Was there?
3: That's right. You saw it. He has a big scar.
2: Oh, I was hoping Scarface was actually there. It had been great, huh, <laughs> Tony Montana? Hey. That
3: would have been a different way
2: Hey, one Augustus did. Gloop, I got something for you, okay? Give me a <laughs> gobstopper now, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my little gobstopper.
3: So there we go. Number one ticket has been claimed. Okay.
2: So Augustus Gloop was ticket number one.
3: One, but Slugworth is there. Mm-hmm. Does that raise any questions? Just it does. Just keep that at the back of your mind. Yeah, of course it does. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that. Yes. Okay. okay. Too right? Next, we've got Charlie's birthday. And on his birthday, his grandparents knit him a scarf, takes Beautiful. it. He's very appreciative. He wears it. And then his grandparents, grandpas rather, give him a Wonka bar. Okay. Right. So they're excited because there's a chance the golden ticket's in there. So Charlie takes it and he goes no nah, there's no way it's going to be in there blah blah blah. then he opens it up and then he goes i got it i got it so he fakes getting it yeah. what a heck of a thing to do because of course the grandparents think that the, he actually got it because the kid's an honest kid right. but no he's now a prankster right what is that all about
2: I think he was trying to get his um, grandparents so excited that they would die, so that away he had a bed to sleep in. Um, four, four grandparents taking up one bed. That's yeah, a lot of extra space there. Let's get him out. Yes. And then he has a bed for himself. You know, and That's oh. that's what I'm
3: thinking. I can't even imagine the smell in that place.
2: Oh, well, it's still like <laughs> cabbage water. That's what it smells like. So. <laughs> there you go. We hope it's just that. <laughs> Let's hope it's cabbage water. <laughs>
1: I think uh, that
4: golden ticket was such a hope for that whole family that he didn't want to disappoint him. And I think he was so disappointed when he saw chocolate yes. instead of a golden ticket.
3: Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to let him say, down. fooled you, didn't I? It was like, well, hell yeah, you fooled us. I mean, Jesus, we didn't think you'd, you'd pull that kind of a prank. But anyway. So now we go to the nut factory. Veruca Salt. Hmm. Veruca Salt. So, talk about a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Yes, this girl is freaking out all over her dad, and her mom's sitting on the side knitting. And he's shut down the factory, and they've brought in like I don't know how many pallets of you know they filled the whole place of Wonka bars, and they're all working just to find the the um, the ticket.
2: Right. He has all the all the employees. He offers a bonus. To the one employee that finds a ticket.
3: That's right. Yeah. And it's only a one-pound bonus. So one-pound That bonus. tells you how much they're making, hardly anything, because a pound is hard.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. the first signs of sweatshops, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> right there. And Willy yes. Wonka, I mean, the nut factory of Ruka Salt's father.
3: Yes. Yeah. Well,
4: and I thought it was funny how she tried to guilt her dad into saying that the workers were all jealous of her mm-hmm. and that right. they weren't working hard enough, and then he... He loses it on the workers. I mean, my gosh, what a spoiled child. I just want to punch her.
3: Yes. I wanted it now. That's exactly <laughs> right. And then, of course, one finds it, and who's there? Sluggy. Sluggy is there. So, second time. Coincidence? Well, you know, now, now this is making a little bit of sense. Okay. Okay.
2: It's... Almost as if the tickets were supposed to go to these kids. Mm. And that Slugworth already knew who the kids were. And that's why he was at the place at the time to, um, you know, whatever, get me the gobstopper to show um, the dishonesty of these kids and how bad they are. I don't know.
3: Something like that. So that's premeditated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
3: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay So now we go to Ticket number three Violet Beauregard Violet The three month chewing gum champion That's right The sleazy dad who's the car salesman Oh he isn't he is horrible Horrible yep. Hey so
2: Violet typical. I got a car for you over here Yay. Oh he was a
3: jerk
4: and he had his hair, like, greased over. Is he the yeah. one that had the hair greased over? Yeah. It was just, just oh, my greasy,
3: gosh. Yeah, he looked like a greasy guy, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And who's there? Old Sluggy. Sluggy. Sluggy is there.
2: So that's three kids, three tickets, and Slugworth is there every single time at the press conference or every – he's there. He's there. So, okay. either that or he could have been one of the best reporters out there and got to see him first. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Slugworth here for KX News. I'm on the scene, and here we are with Violet Beauregard. <laughs> I love
1: it.
3: So now we go to Mike TV, the fourth. He's watching TV. He is the most irritating brat. i want to punch that kid. Yeah. Hey, you know, as a kid, I hated him. Yes. And I still don't like him. Little trivia. Gene Wilder said he was the most irritating of all the kids. I believe really. it. And even it. even Mike TV, the kid who played him, says that. Yep, he was the most annoying. Wow. Yep, it's kind of kind of neat. Isn't it right.
4: kind of interesting though? True. His his um, go to was loving TV, and they named him TV was his <laughs> last name.
2: Yeah. Mike TV. The mother was annoying too. Yes,
4: extremely. And yeah. she was yeah. a teacher. I think a geography teacher or something. She was. Yeah,
2: she yep. was. Yeah. Good catch. So and, and uh, was and Sluggy was there also. Yes. <laughs>
3: So you've got four of the five golden tickets taken. And meanwhile, Charlie, throughout this whole thing, is just anguishing over trying to get that final ticket. Yeah. You even go on to see the, the lengths that people are going to try to find this ticket. You've got the computer refuses to give him the answer because it would yeah. be cheating. You know? That's right, yeah. You've got, um, you've got the lady whose husband's been kidnapped for the case of uh, of Wonka Bars. And all they want is a case of Wonka Bars to get her husband back. And she goes, I need a little bit more time to think about this. That's right.
1: <laughs> I love that.
3: Uh, and then you've got the auction where the last box in the UK is up for auction. And then you've got all these bids coming in and all of a sudden it goes, oh, your majesty. you got the queen bidding on it. So it's neat how they kind of set that up. I think that's pretty funny.
2: But then and- golden ticket five,
3: right? Yes. So the fifth ticket is then reported to be found in Paraguay by Alberto Minoleta, a millionaire. And as they announce that they're in the shack, so the shack, they still have a TV. So, uh, so they're not completely broke, I guess. Um, and the the parents are talking or the grandparents and the mom are talking about it and Charlie's in bed. He hears it and he starts crying. So he's, this has really been tough on him.
2: And then he started drinking, which is sad.
4: (laughs) At At the age
3: age of what, six?
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's just putting away cabbage water like it's out of style. Right off the top of Grandma Georgina.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But poor Charlie, he just had such a solemn, long face in that whole movie before he got his golden ticket. It was just such a sad face.
1: You
2: know, Charlie kind of annoyed me.
3: Sure, I can see that too.
2: He kind of annoyed me, actually. Suck it up. You know, there's a lot of kids that want a golden ticket. You didn't you know, you don't get it. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know, just whatever.
4: Yeah. We're still looking we're still looking for our golden tickets. We're doing yeah. okay. That's yeah, right.
2: We're, that's we're right. alive here. I didn't have cabbage water for dinner, let's
3: tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day he goes to school and they the teachers are going through about percentages and they ask the kids, you know, as they're trying to work out these percentages, how many bo- or how many bars of Wonka chocolate did you open? And the kid's going, I opened a hundred. And then another one goes hundred and fifty and they're figuring out the percentages. Then they go to Charlie, and Charlie goes, Oh, I opened two. And the guy freaks out on him. You only opened two, I can't figure out two. And then he just really shames the kid, which Horrible. just you know kind of drives you nuts. Does it though? <laughs> 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 yeah. Maybe he's yeah. Uh, yeah. Here Think of the
2: money he saved, not buying chocolate. That's right. And well, he didn't so, have any money, so yeah.
3: After being berated, he's walking home from school and he comes across a sewer drain and he sees something shiny. He goes in there and magically, there's this big coin in there. Mm-hmm. So he takes the coin and what's he going to do?
2: He goes to uh, the liquor store and picks up a bottle of Thunderbird. <laughs> right? Is that what, no, that wrong one, wrong show?
3: you <laughs> can really take this down a twisted well
2: path. I'm just saying I think you know that's where I would have went I'm like let's, yeah. uh, let me go to the liquor store hey right, what the hell
3: uh, he goes to the candy is.
2: store right he went to the candy store and uh, he did and he bought um, a, uh, a scrum delicious I was it
3: so let's pause for a second you're absolutely right okay so he goes to the candy man and he says hey give me your your biggest chocolate bar and so he he asks him, "Do you want a, a Slugworth Sizzler?" He goes, "No, here's the here's the big one that's scrumdulie inches." So he gives him that one, and then he starts pounding it.
2: He hasn't eaten in six weeks, so I mean, you know, <laughs> but got, the kid's hungry. Yes. Here's the thing: you said Slugworth Sizzler. Why would that candy bar be called a Slugworth Sizzler if Slugworth was Willy Wonka's
3: competition? Yeah, and the candy so in the candy store. You know they've got all the different types of candy. So
2: oh oh okay he yeah. didn't say give me a Willy Wonka bar. He said let me right. get your okay. okay. Yes. That, well that makes sense. Okay. Slugworth yes. is the competition. That's right. Yes.
3: Okay. Apparently. All right. So he pays for it once again. Poor Charlie, he's got to pay for the damn chocolate because the freebies are are done. He's got the kids hooked, and he has some change left over. So he has some change that goes. Let me get one for my grandpa joe now here's a critical piece he grabs the wonka bar that's prominently displayed Mm -hmm. it's sitting right there in front front facing didn't grab it from anywhere else he grabbed that specific one why
2: here's why so if we're going to the the theory that slugworth knew if we already knew ahead of time that the bad kids were going to get the candy, well, obviously they wanted a good kid. And so they saw this kid and when he was able to get the money to buy the candy bar, they gave him that candy bar so he could win the ticket. Yes. That's my theory. But, I'm at.
4: But how would they know he'd be there at that precise time?
3: Mm.
2: The candy bar's probably been there the entire time, never selling it, just leaving it there until huh. he was able to go until maybe this tinker w- spotted him they were following him the, uh, who knows they were watching oh, his every that's a good move point.
3: is Mr Joe Peck involved how did that maybe. coin get there and so there's some chance there i get it but when it came time to get that ticket into charlie's hands the candy man did it it happened that's right
2: and what did they say to him when he when he opened up the thing and saw the ticket wasn't the Joe Peck that said, "You take this and go home right now. Okay. You run right. home, ready?" Wasn't that so? Outlet? This
3: this lady. So he opens it up, sees that he's got the ticket. He's outside. Oh crap! We should we should hold on a second. Let, let, me, let me jump back ahead. Up. Let me, Yeah, I jumped ahead a little bit too much. Let's I think back I did. Up. That's my fault. Yep, that's all right. So he's got. He hasn't opened it up yet. He's coming out of the candy store, and all of a sudden, you have got this crowd of people that are outside. And they're talking about, That's and they've, right. got, they've got the paper where the fifth golden ticket was a fake one. So the millionaire faked it. Now what's interesting, and you may not have caught this before, and I verified it again to make sure, the guy holding the newspaper and telling the other guy what, what was going on there, do you know who that was? Sluggo. I think
4: him. it was the Candyman in the original shot. No?
3: No. So outside you see the profile in the back of the head, the guy holding the newspaper outside. Willy Wonka. Is Willy Wonka? Oh, no way. Yes.
4: Well, now no. I want no, no. yes, to watch it again. Yes,
3: you got to catch it. that. It's great. Okay. So Willy Wonka is holding it. Correct. So Willy Wonka was there at the time as well.
4: Interesting.
3: Working for the, can, or the candy man, working for him, everything's been kind of set up. So when he hear, when Charlie hears this, he opens it up, sees the golden ticket. So it's a big moment. He opens it up, you just barely see it. Then it's, it's just it's a kind of a neat scene. And then this lady pops up behind him. He's got it. He found it, and, and you know. And then they're waving it around. I'm thinking, <laughs> man, that kid's gonna get it snatched away. That's what you think, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then Mr. Joe Pick finds him and says run run you know run back home tell your grandparents. So then then finally he runs home before he gets home though he runs to a tunnel and who stops him in the tunnel? Sluggo. Slugworth is there. So he introduces himself. Pleasure. Yes. And Mr. Slugworth says exactly what he wants him to do. Steal a gobstopper. And you'll get 10,000 of these. He shakes these bills. Who knows what those $10,000 $10, or something else? Who knows? But anyway. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm
2: thinking they were uh, probably a coupon uh, for buy one, get one free at the Rice Bowl in Mandan. <laughs>
3: yes. I mean, 10,000 of these. Wait, whatever. Yeah. you know, they're in- <laughs> Yes, the
2: Rice Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. The place where I got sick. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay.
3: You know, I haven't I been there since. <laughs> um, I don't know if they would let you in. No, I'll never go I'm there now. I think
2: I'm banned. Actually, they have my picture on the wall there. <laughs> Do not let this guy in. He bashed me on his on their podcast.
4: But I think what's really cute um, prior to him running off going home is when he heard the fifth ticket was fake. Did the hope and the and the encouragement he had on his face was so fun because then he's like he almost felt like it was destiny. He was going to get that ticket. You could just see the excitement on his face.
3: Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Good call. So let's pause for a second and let's talk about, let's try Let's Go the other way. Let's talk about if Willy Wonka was actually Charlie's dad, then that would make sense how he set this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the theory is that, that Charlie or um, that Willie had, um, an affair with his, with the mother and, um, you know, and then when he went away to Oompa land, you know, and then he comes back and then he finds out he has it as a kid and he wants to figure out a way to see if his kid, you know, is worthy to to be his heir essentially. And he devises this thing. So that's, that's that theory. Um, then you have the other side where the darker side, where you've got this contest, which is really going to be who can somebody survive it? And then he's going to be The heir, but the heir of what? Is it for good or bad intentions?
2: Evil intentions. Yes. He's going to kill these four kids that were really bad and make Charlie take over as the heir of this killing bad kids in the world.
3: It's terrible, isn't it? Nah,
2: is it though? (laughs) There's a lot of bad kids out there. That Mike TV is the first one I would have took out. I'll tell you that right away. (laughs) He's the first one that would have gone. He wouldn't have made it through the door. I would have taken him out.
3: (laughs) So then you got, um, so then you have Charlie gets home. I got it. I won. And of course the grandparents are like, screw this. We've been through this before. You, you know, you don't have anything. (laughs) They already had the golden tickets. And then he shows them. Now here's the thing that drives me nuts. Okay. Oh, I already know where you're going (laughs) to go. I already know. Are you kidding me? So Charlie gets to pick one person to go and he wants his grandpa Joe to go. Now, Grandpa Joe hasn't gotten his butt out of the bed for twenty years, or any of them. And all of a sudden, oh, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. And, yeah, let me try this. And all of a sudden, he's you know a little, little shaky. And then, in 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 a matter of seconds, he's doing a dance. And I'm like, are you kidding me?
2: He's tap dancing around the room. Yeah. And it's like he's you know just got done running a marathon. His legs are fine.
3: Oh my God.
2: Now, here's, now, okay, let's take it to a darker side now. So now you got four grandparents in bed. Charlie picks Joe. Now, the other three could have been pissed off. Why not kill Joe in his sleep? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why did he get picked? Why not the other three? Oh, so Joe's special and then take out Joe and then Grandpa George's got to go or Grandpa Georgina or I don't or know.
3: Or maybe, or maybe, no. <laughs> That Grandpa Joe was faking it the whole damn time there. Ugh.
2: 20 years <laughs> smelling cabbage water? Ooh, <laughs> Who knows? Pooping
3: yourself. Uh, you know? All right. Okay. So uh, let's let's get to the big day. So the big day happens, and they're um, all outside. There's marching bands and lots of news, and you get to see the annoying kids and their parents, and Slugworth is in the audience and everything. Pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: that's going to go viral. Everyone. I'm telling you. Yes. Pleasure. pleasure. That's going to go viral. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) So when Gene Wilder read for the role, um, he read the part how um, Wonka is supposed to be introduced to the kids. And he decided that the best way for him to do that was When he exits the um, the office of the chocolate factory and he walks down that red carpet that he limps and he has a cane. And then he thought it would be cool if he were to fall over and do like a somersault. And so it was his idea to do it. And the reason why he wanted to do it was because he thought now that no one would know if the guy's telling the truth. It would keep them very uneasy through the whole thing because there's a lot of that through this, you know, do you believe that what's going on? What's not going on? So I think that was pretty critical.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's probably one and of he, my favorite parts of the movie too. Oh,
3: it's so good. Yeah. And he gets, the
2: stain actually gets stuck.
3: Yeah, it's a piece of he, styrofoam that they put in there, and, and he sticks it. And
2: then he just stands there, and he just, like, falls forward, and and he jumps up. Yay! You know. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah,
3: cool. I don't
4: think his hat even falls off. I think it stays on, or he grabs he, it and he, puts he it back it on his head.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. So, um, yeah, and he worked, like, for a few weeks with a stuntman to do it just right. Wow. And, and he did it in one take, and nobody knew he was going to do it. Cool. So the reaction for everybody was very genuine. Nice. Yeah. So there we go. So that's uh, so. let's get back to, uh, to stuff here. So then he's introduced to the, the kids, introduce themselves and all that kind of stuff. And then we go inside. And that's where the House of Horrors begin.
2: Yes, it does. <laughs> Welcome to Saw. I am Jigsaw.
3: So we start off with the shrinking hallway that goes to the chocolate room. And that chocolate room is, is one of the most magical pieces, I think, of the whole film. Mm-hmm. Because when they open that door slowly and you get to first see it a little bit from the inside and then you get it from the outside as they're, com- they're coming in, um, then you get to see how cool and beautiful this place is. Now, it was really interesting, the actors did not get to see the chocolate room at all until the first time that it's filmed. So, Which once again, sense.
2: that reaction is all genuine. Because if you see the kids' reaction, they're like, wow. They're like, they're like, whole. Even the parents, you know, they're like, they became yep. kids. Yep. You know, in there.
3: Yep. So, yep. so uh, I just want to play this clip because I think this is pretty darn cool.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the chocolate room. Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy Explanation If you want to view paradise Simply look around and view it Anything you want to do is want to change the world. There's nothing to it.
3: I just love that.
2: I like that too because, like in the beginning, when they're walking, he's taking like the steps, and like the kids are trying to pass him, and he throws his cane down so they can't <laughs> pass him and stuff. And then he finally lets them go, and um, yeah, it, it is. It's 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 magical, magical world, and I mean, you know, you have chocolate waterfalls and everything you can eat, and it just it's really cool. Yeah,
4: it hey, made you want to go instantly to the Hershey chocolate factory out in Pennsylvania.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've been, been there. there.
1: -hmm. Oh, man.
2: Jinx, you want me a chocolate bar? (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure. All right. So So now you got these kids running around eating everything.
3: That's right. This is room number one. Yes. This is where the first murder, disappearance, (laughs) mishap, whatever you want to call it happens. So this is a room that has a. Chocolate river. Tidbit the river had a mixture of stuff in it, one of it being cream. And after a couple of days, it really smelled. <laughs> so, so they all <laughs> talked about how bad it smelled. Mm. Well, like, like in water. real life? Yes, in real life. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. So you had cabbage water and then you had that smell. So I know this is interesting. Mm, okay. Delicious. So we've got this room. Was it devised to tempt one specific person? Of course, all the rooms were. Mm.
2: There was one thing that each one of those kids wanted, and he he took them to those rooms and purpose. So, and he and he took them in the way that they won their golden tickets.
3: Interesting. Tell me, what so do you mean? What, tell you what was Augustus?
2: Augustus Gloop was eating, right? So. So did you he's, say he it, he was. It was gluttony. Absolutely. We're we're are we talking about seven? Ooh. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. Is it possible? You know. Um. He he. Right away. What did he do? He went to the chocolate river, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And he
2: started to ladle up just handfuls handfuls of chocolate.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because he was he, he The guy couldn't he couldn't eat enough. Right. And, and, and so you and tempt just, him with a chocolate river.
2: Right, and of course, you know Willy Wonka is like, you know, no one must touch my my chocolate with their hands, and and everything like that, and um, that that uh, that greed and that uh, for the for eating, 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 it obviously went overboard, and went to the river, right? Correct. And he couldn't swim.
3: Right, and in this room, we see the first glimpse of the Oompa Loompas. Yes, they're great. So, yeah, so keep that in the back of the mind. We know that they were. Um, they were eaten by the sn- or the snag, I forget what they were called. The snag wanglers or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's what they were. Mm-hmm. So he saved them and saved what was left. We only see, I think there's seven um, of the Oompa Loompas. Um, and in real life, they were circus performers in, uh, in Europe. And um, so they found seven little people. And actually... Six were male. There was actually one female in the bunch. I don't know if you, you can, can see,
2: that. I, I yeah. see. You can see it in certain scenes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: So we've got the Oompa Loompas. So they they play an interesting role in this.
2: They do. Are they and accomplices. Now, and, and now that you're talking about this, now it makes perfect sense. Okay, so let's go to Augustus. He's in the water, and his mom is like, "Dear oh my good Augustus, can't help him. you can't swim." You know, she's going on and on, right? And he's, all, oh, help me, help me, help me, and everything. And so she, she says, someone do something. And Willie has the best line ever in that. He goes, l- l- let me do this. Go.
3: Or you want to?
2: No, you go. Do you do it. it. It's even better it. with him.
0: Grandpa, look at Augustus. Don't worry. He can't drink at all. Augusto's sweetheart saves our room for later. Oh, oh, uh, Augustus, please, don't do that. My chocolate must never be touched by human hands. Please, don't do that. Don't do that, you're contaminating my entire river. Please, I beg you, Augustus! My chocolate! Ah! My chocolate! My My beautiful chocolate! Ah!
5: Don't just stand there, do something!
0: Help. Police, murder. Quick, of here!
5: Quick, just grab this! What's happening to him?
1: It looks like he's drowning.
5: dive in, save him! Oh, it's
0: too late. Too late? He's had it now. The suction's got him. What's that? Augustus, come back! Where is he? Watch the pipe.
5: How long is he going to stay down,
0: Daddy?
6: He can't swim.
0: There's no better time to learn.
6: There's his coat going up the pipe.
0: Call a plumber. Stuck in the pipe, though, isn't he, Wonkura? It's his stomach that's done that.
6: He's blocking all the chocolate. Oh, well, What happens
0: now? Right? Oh, the pressure will get him out. Terrific pressure is building up behind the blockage. I wonder how long it's going to, so going so to so take him so so to so push so through. So the suspense so is terrible. He's going
5: to go this time. I hope it'll last. Go on, boy. Go
0: on. Go, this, this is terrible. He'll
5: never get out.
0: Yes, he will, Charlie. Watch. Remember, you once asked me how a bullet comes out of a gun?
6: He's done! He'll be made into marshmallows in five seconds.
0: Impossible, my dear oh lady. That's absurd. Unthinkable. Why? Because that pipe doesn't go to the marshmallow room, it goes to the fudge room. You terrible man. <laughs> the what the heck the Take Mrs. Gloop straight to the fudge room, but look sharp, or her little boy's liable to get poured into the boiler. you void boiled him up, I know it! Feel desperanum, dear lady. Across the desert lies the promised land. Goodbye, Mrs. Gloop. Adieu. Auf Wiedersehen. Gesundheit. Farewell.
3: So, death... Number one, the boiler. Yeah, boiler. Uh, Hot Mm. hot fudge
2: leads to the boiler, so be careful, right? And then, you know, the whole thing about the Oompa Loompas now, okay, makes a lot of sense because it's like they already had the lesson, right, of what was going to happen. They knew the words to the song already. So, it was almost like it was planned, a premeditated murder. That's how he's gonna die. And now they're gonna sing a song about his death.
3: Yes. What they have do the you words do when in
2: you a... eat all those sweets. You know, whatever they're doing though the the song is, you know. And it's choreographed. It is choreographed. Fantastic job too. They did a great job dancing. But so yeah, there the, you the, go. The, the the song is about about Augustus Gloop.
3: So Chris, what do you think about that?
4: Well, I'm a little traumatized and we're only on murder number one. <laughs> we got <laughs> I have never thought of it this way before, and it makes sense.
1: Yeah.
4: It's yeah, because I think even um, Willy Wonka didn't he push him into the river? Kind of on the sly?
3: Not I don't. When you look at it, he moves towards him, but he doesn't ever touch him. Okay. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's close.
4: I think I think you're both are onto something pretty strong here.
3: Ooh. Okay. so Augustus is done. So now we go ahead, and now we're introduced to the first of the vehicles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So this is the Wonkatania, the boat. So, and we played the clip on the entrance of the uh, the show of the wild psychedelic ride that he puts them on. But here's the interesting thing about the boat. It had just the right amount of seats for who's left Hmm.
2: so there wouldn't have been enough room for old gloopy and her mom
3: that's right
4: interesting
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
3: okay so there's another another clue okay so Um, and i
2: and i it's one of my favorite scenes of the movie is on the boat because willie kind of loses it and goes crazy (laughs) and his fame is that famous scream he's like it goes nuts Mm -hmm. i love that part and then they end up going um I like when, he, and then he goes and stop. We're here, or something like that, right?
3: Yes.
4: But know. also in that ride, um, Slugworth is in it.
2: That's correct. Yes. There's a picture a of slug- like bugs, yep. and then the Slugworth. Yep,
3: that's right. And Charlie goes to Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, it's Slugworth. Yes. Yes. So a lot at play here, um, and there's some funny little uh, things that are set on. Um, let me let me do a few of these.
0: You sure this thing will float, eh, Wonka? With your buoyancy, sir, rest assured. All aboard, everybody! Uh, ladies first, and that means Veruca. If she's a lady, I'm a vermicious knit. Can <laughs> spit in seven different colors.
6: Spitting's a dirty habit.
0: I know a worse one. That's when she picks her. Round the world and home again—that's the sailor's way.
2: Yeah, I love that part when she's like, I know, I know some grosser things or nasty <laughs> <master laughs> things. She's picking her nose, yeah. Uh,
0: Yucky.
3: Yes. Yeah. So um, so there you go. So as we go down this journey, things just start to line up. All right. Also, a little little trivia. Um, the boat that they were on, when it comes out from underneath the the tunnel, um, there's a noopaloompa driving it. Now, the boat was actually on a track underneath the water, but the Oompa Loompa didn't know that it was on a track. He thought he was actually driving it, (laughs) and they didn't tell him about it until after the movie because he was so into it, and it it made for it, and it looked like he was actually driving it, and they didn't want to burst his bubble. So I thought that was kind of cute. That's funny.
4: And I'm sure back in 1970s when they made this movie, they had to improvise and try to make it as realistic as possible. Mm. They didn't have everything that we do now.
3: Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. So the next room that we go to is the inventing room. Mm. If you guys remember the inventing room, when I looked at it again today, that was a nasty looking room. I mean it was dirty and it was just like it was like an ocean nightmare there. Oh my gosh.
2: yeah it wasn't uh, it wouldn't what you think an inventing room would look like
3: yes So in the in- inventing room he warns the kids not to touch anything uh, no telling, especially you know Slugworth because he would love to get his hands on the stuff in this room. And uh, so immediately the kids start touching stuff. Mike TV takes the exploding candy and falls back. Mm-hmm. You know, could have blown him up for good there. <laughs> um, then he shows them the Gobstopper. And that's the moment where it's the test for the kids. So you see, he goes, I'll offer it to you, but you got to promise never ever show anybody, any other living person. And of course, you see Veruca Salt with her, puts her fingers, crosses them in the, behind her back, right? So everybody gets a Gobstopper, and then we move on to the three-course chewing gum, three-course meal chewing gum.
2: There it is. It's and
3: there's set the up. temptation for Violet.
2: Yeah, it's already set up. See, it's gonna kill her because she's a chewing gum champion. So what's gonna get her to take the gum? Obviously, chewing gum. That's that's what she likes. And he says, you know, we've not worked it all through yet. It's not complete. You know, don't do it. And, of course, what does she do? Pops it in her mouth and starts chewing away. Let's play it.
1: Finito!
5: That's all?
0: That's all? Don't you know what this is? My gum, it's gum! Wrong! It's the most amazing, fabulous, sensational gum in the whole world. What's so fab about it? This little piece of gum is a three-course dinner. Oh, No, roast beef, but I haven't got it quite right yet.
6: I don't care! Oh,
0: I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't.
6: So long as it's gum, then that's for me.
0: Violet, now don't you do anything stupid.
6: <gasps> What's it taste like? Fabulous! It's tomato soup. It's hot and creamy. I can actually feel it running down my throat.
0: Stop. Don't.
5: Why doesn't she listen to Mr. Wonka?
0: Because, Charlie, she's a nitwit.
6: It sure is great soup. Hey, the second course is coming up roast beef and a baked potato. Mmm.
0: With sour cream? <laughs> What's for dessert, baby?
6: Dessert? Here it comes. Blueberry pie and cream. It's the most marvelous blueberry pie I've ever tasted.
0: Holy Toledo, what's happening to your face?
6: Cool it, Dad. Let me finish.
0: Yeah, but your face is turning blue. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. What are you talking about? I told you I hadn't got it quite right yet. You can say that again. Look what it's done to my kid. It always goes wrong when we come to the dessert. Mm. Always.
3: Violet, what are you doing now? You're blowing up. I feel
0: funny. Not surprised.
3: What's happening? You're
0: blowing up like a balloon. Like a blueberry. Somebody do something. Call a doctor. Stick her with a pin. She'll pop. It happens every time. They all become blueberries. You've really done it this time, haven't you, Wonka? I'll break you for this. Oh, well, I'll get it right in the air. Help! Help! Oh. <laughs> we gotta let the air out of her quick. There's no air in there. Hmm? That's juice. Juice? Would you roll the young lady down to the juicing room at once, please? What for? For squeezing. She has to be squeezed immediately before she explodes. Explodes! It's a fairly simple operation.
2: There you go. Okay, so here's a, here's a funny thing. Did you hear when the music started? It almost sounded like Halloween music.
1: Ooh. Ooh, yes, kind of it era. does.
2: Like, I'm going to take her to the juicer.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: or was it bloodletting, actually?
2: Michael Myers is down there waiting to juice her up. <laughs> Slasher. <laughs> well, and she got exactly what she had coming to her. Yes, she did. Murderer number even, two. And you even hear Charlie go, why Why can't you just listen to Mr. Wonka? Yes. But Charlie's not so innocent, though, is he?
1: mm hmm,
4: And see. there seems to be a catchphrase where Willy Wonka goes, don't, stop, don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's so concerned, isn't he? Yes. Yes. Hell, he police, knows murder. The yeah. This is exactly what he's
3: had planned. So is he a psychopath?
2: I think he's smart. Very smart and deliberate yes. in what he's- He's not crazy. He may be a psychopath, he's but he's crazy, a smart yeah. psychopath. He, everything that he has planned has gone right into his what he's planned. It's working exactly what he wanted to do. Yes. He's tempted each and every one of them with their vices.
3: Question is the motive. Which one is the motive? We don't know yet.
2: I like the murder one. I'm going we'll leaning see. towards that one.
3: We will see. All right. So then we go to this. Scene.
5: Grandpa, this banana is fantastic. It tastes so real.
0: Try some more. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries.
5: Snozberries. Who ever heard of a snozberry?
0: We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams.
3: Love that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: snozberry. <laughs> Who's ever heard of a snozberry? That, that was dead. perfect.
3: So then we go. To the fizzy lifting drinks.
2: Oh, this is one of my, this is one of the parts I hate the most in this movie.
3: I think we got to analyze this though, because this is clearly Charlie's room. Charlie got a room too. Right. All right. Let's think about this. So everybody had something that was going to tempt them, And was Charlie tempted here?
2: Hey, well, yeah, Obviously. That's right. So he oped, they hope well was it Charlie or Grandpa Joe that was tempted?
3: Yeah, so Grandpa Joe certainly didn't. Um, he encouraged him. He He's wanted like, Come on, to let's do take
2: it. a little swig, and he mm-hmm. they popped it open and took a swig, and then next thing you know, you know they're walking on sunshine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> 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 they're up in the air and they're you know look at me, and this is the part I hate from Charlie. Look at me! I'm a plane. Wee wee. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah. you and your wheeze! I'm gonna go nuts right now with this yes. wee." Yeah. So you're right, though. It could be. It could have been the room that because if they wouldn't have gotten down, they would have went to the fan and
3: died. That's right. So that's a so good point. Have been, mm-hmm. But why the
4: fizzy drink? Where in the movie did it ever show Charlie was that would be his crutch, so to speak? That's where I'm confused.
2: Well, see, and that's the thing too. Yeah. See, because Grandpa Joe is the one that kind of led him. And maybe with Grandpa Joe being in a bed for 20 years, flying on, you know, flying up in the air would be kind of cool, maybe. I don't know. but That's a good point. Is, but how is that Charlie's vice? Because Charlie really – it's like – Charlie never shows in the movies like, I want to fly. I want to be a bird. You know, he doesn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, where does that come
3: from? Yeah. So, maybe it's – and I don't know the answer, but maybe it's – it was – Probably the most harmless, obviously. And if it, if he was going to do something, maybe encouraged by his grandpa, maybe it's there because, well, here they here, let me throw this one out there. So if the theory that he's actually Charlie's dad, okay, Wonka would know, obviously, of Grandpa Joe being the the mother, or the I'm sorry, the father of who he had an affair with. Was there something that he knew about this guy that would lead him to do that? I don't know. Just something to throw out.
2: Okay. Well then who are the other grandparents? The grandparents of who? Of the
3: As, of the original, of the of the fa- of the actual father who's really not his father. Oh, Okay. So the stepfather, let's say, that died. Right,
2: okay, that makes yep. sense. Yep. And also, too, could it be also that because Charlie is a good kid and listened to his parents and listened to his grandparents? Because Grandpa Joe said, well, let's just take a little bit. It won't hurt. And he goes, okay, I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. my grandfather and do it.
3: Yes. Yes. So I think it was one of those things where if he takes it and they don't survive it, there you go. There's another murder gun. And um, if he survives it, then two things are happening here. Um, number one, we're lucky; they're lucky that Grandpa Joe figured out by burping they would be able to get down. So that's obviously very important. Um, but I think that, um, from a murder perspective, if he survives it now, Wonka knows that he's got possibly an heir that survived that. And maybe this is somebody he can kind of work with and groom.
2: Okay. So when they do burp and they come down, they go and they join the, the, the crowd again, right? They join them. They do. And do you notice that? Wonka just kind of looks over at them and then goes back.
1: Mm-hmm. He doesn't yes. say
2: nothing. Like, where were you? He just kind of like, okay, they figured it out or whatever. It's like, That's right. let's move on now. Let's kill the next kid. Okay. That's right. Gotcha. That's
3: okay. right. Perfect. Perfect segue. I like it. And so now oh. we're going to the Golden Goose room. And obviously, this is something that was going to be right up someone's alley. Let's play it.
5: Hey, Daddy, I want a Golden Goose. Here we go again. All right, sweetheart. All right. Daddy will get you a golden goose as soon as we get home. No, I want one of those. Bunker, how much do you want for the golden
0: goose? They're not for sale.
5: Name the price.
0: She can't have one.
5: Who says I can't? The man with a funny hat. I want one. I want a golden goose. Gooses. Geeses. I want my geese to lay gold eggs for Easter. It will, sweetheart. At least a hundred a day. Anything you say. Oh, by the way. What? I want a feast. You ate before you came to the factory? I want a bean feast. Oh, one of those. Cream buns and doughnuts and fruitcake with no nuts. So good you could go nuts. You're going to have all those things when you get home. No, now. I want a ball. I want a party. Pink macaroons and a million balloons and performing baboons and give it to me. <laughs> now. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want to lock it all up in my pocket It's my bar of chocolate Give it to me now I want today I want tomorrow I want to wear them like braids in my hair And I don't want to share them. I want a party with roomfuls of laughter Ten thousand tons of ice cream and if I don't get the things I am after, I'm going to scream. I want the works. I want the whole works. Presents and prizes and sweets and surprises of all ships and sizes and I want it now, don't care
1: how, I want it now.
0: She was a bad egg. Oh. where's she gone? Where all the other bad eggs go, down the garbage chute. Oh, the garbage chute. <laughs> where, where did it lead to? To the furnace. <laughs> Defend <laughs> it'd be sitting like a sausage. Well not necessarily. She could be stuck just inside the tube. Inside the
5: Hold
1: on! Veruca! Sweetheart! Daddy's coming!
3: So when you hear Veruca go down the chute, she, she's down going down a long ways.
1: Did you hear that awesome. echo?
3: Yeah, it's it's a while. How does she survive that? If you
2: don't. At the bottom of the shoot is a bunch of spikes. So she, <laughs> and, and you notice that she got the song. She's the only one that sang a song, mm. right? So she, uh, and she was, she was, she was everything. I want that. I want that. I want that. You know, she was, just, and her parents just gave her everything that she wanted. That's right.
4: I think it's so funny. When she's singing her song and she's having her first temper tantrum, and all of a sudden then she goes real sweet and, and stuff, and then she gets real crabby and whiny again, and how she tries the Ooppa Loopas try to corral her in that scene, and she mm-hmm. just goes ballistic. Yep. I just want to slap her. I really do.
2: Yeah. yeah. I love it when Wonka says to her, oh, she can't have it. <laughs> she can't have
4: one. The guy with the funny hat. Yeah, the guy with the
2: funny hat. She doesn't, She's not having that. Sorry. It's so good, so they both got what they deserved that's the only the, right? now that's the only one where a parent goes too yes, that's true that they actually show the other ones are taken away, correct, but that one gets uh gets what he deserves too because he was uh he was't you know enabling
3: her to Great be that point way. yeah, right, okay, three so downs was murder number three, one to go so now. We've got the Wonka mobile. That's a fun one. And guess what? We only have so much room on that one too. That is true. Interesting. There's only enough
2: seats for the four plus Willie. and the driver. Yes. So I think there was a driver in there, or maybe maybe Wonka was what? driving
3: it. Actually. Wonka was driving.
0: Yeah. Wonka. What a yeah. Scotch! What a gin! Something going on the side of it, candy is
3: dandy, but liquor is quicker. I just wanted to play that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so then you've got the Wonka Mobile, they go through that. Um, and now we go to Wonka Vision, and this is where I mean, this is about TV. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. So essentially in this room, Wonka can take something large and transmit it through television through the airwaves and recreate it in a smaller version. And so this is what uh, what happens.
0: WonkaVision, my very latest and greatest invention.
6: It's television.
0: Uh, it's WonkaVision. Now, I suppose you all know how ordinary television works. You photograph something.
6: Sure, I do. You photograph something, then the photograph is split up into millions of tiny pieces, and they go whizzing through the air down to your TV set where they're all put together again in the right order.
0: You should open your mouth a little wider when you speak. So I said to myself, if they can do it with a photograph, why can't I do it with a bar of chocolate? I shall now send this chocolate bar from one end of the room to the other. It has to be big, because whenever you transmit something by
5: television, it always ends up smaller on the other end. Goggles on,
0: please. Lights, camera, action! You can remove your goggles.
5: Where's the chocolate? It's
0: flying over our heads in a million pieces. Now watch the screen. Here it comes. There it is.
6: Think How can you take it? It's just a picture.
0: All right, you take
5: it. It's real.
0: Taste it. It's delicious. It's just gotten smaller, that's all. It's
6: perfect. It's unbelievable.
0: It's a miracle.
6: It's a TV dinner.
0: It's Wonka Vision. It could change the world.
6: Mr. Wonka, can you send other things? Not just chocolate, I mean.
0: Anything you like.
6: What about people?
0: People? Hmm don't really know. I suppose I could. Yes, I'm sure I could. I'm pretty sure I could. But it might have some messy results.
6: Look at me. I'm going to be the first person in the world to be sent by television. Mike, get away from that thing.
0: Stop. Don't. Come back.
6: Mike,
5: camera, action. Mike, where are you? He's up there in a million pieces. Mike, are you there? Don't good sign in here. Wash the screen. Mike. Why is he taking so long? A million pieces take a long time to put together. Oh, where are they? There's
0: definitely something coming through. Is it Mike? Well, it's hard to tell, but I... A
5: oh!
0: little group is getting smaller by the minute.
5: Look
6: at me, everybody. I'm the first person in the world to be sent by television. Wow, what a wild trip that was. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Am I coming in clear? Hey, Mom, I said, am I coming in clear?
0: Great. He's completely unharmed.
6: You call that unharmed? Wow, that was something. Can I do it again? No, there'll be nothing left. Don't worry about a thing, Mom. I feel fine. I'm famous. I'm a TV star. Wait till the kids back home hear about this. Nobody's going to hear about this. Well, you taking me? I don't want to go in there.
3: Of course, he's going to go to the taffy pulling room. That sounds like he's going to go on the rack and get tortured. Sounds good to me. <laughs>
2: Are you hearing Again. me? Am I clear? Am I clear? Am I clear? I <laughs> hate, oh, I hate that kid. God. So annoying. And then the mother's like, uh, it's uh, so he has nothing to say. Puts him on, and they drag her away. So she obviously faints. Yes. So they're going to kill them both.
3: <laughs> See, I, I love the way when we started this whole show, Paul, you were like against everything. And now well, you're right right here with me. I'm, I'm, it's I'm like telling he- you,
2: let's do it. I want them dead. <laughs> kill them.
4: It's like he wrote the script.
2: Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Goodbye so my there we TV. go.
2: Yeah. So
3: we've and, got four down.
2: Right. And then uh, Charlie, uh, they leave. They leave the TV room. Correct.
3: They leave the TV room, and Wonka um, essentially says, "Okay, you know, it was great. Uh, I gotta get. I gotta go." And you know, all of a sudden, is very abrupt with him.
2: Goes into his office, closes the doors. Yes. Yes. And that's it. They're standing there like, what's going on? What did we do? What happened?
3: Right. And so now here's the pivotal scene. Mr. Walker?
0: I am extraordinarily busy, sir. Uh, I just wanted to ask about the chocolate. Uh, the lifetime supply of chocolate for Charlie. Well, when does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, <laughs> sir. Wrong. Under section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses, hearing and hearing contained, etc., etc., fax mentis, incendium gloria calpum, etc., etc., memo bis punitor delicatum, It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How can you do a thing like this? Build up a little boy's hopes and then smash all his dreams to pieces. You're an inhuman monster, I said good day.
3: That's a really dramatic scene little um insight into that when gene Wilder um went ahead and was um practicing that scene, rehearsing it with Jack Albertson, who plays Grandpa Joe during every time that they did it, he played it very calm and didn't do any type of exploding and then when it came time to film it. He did it that way so that it would shock him.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty hardcore. I mean, you know, then he even calls him, you are a monster, he says to him. Mm, Is he, though?
1: <laughs>
2: that would have been the scene to kill him.
4: I find it interesting that he uses poor Charlie as the excuse for the chocolate when we all know the grandparents want the chocolate. But <laughs> listening to that scene, and remember we talked about why was the fizzy lifting drink the reason why that was Charlie's room. But maybe it was because he was being tested to see what was going to happen if he survived and came to the scene, what he was going to do if he was going to seek revenge against Willy Wonka, um, because he did that to him. And I think Willy was using that as an excuse that they broke the contract and that everything was null and void to see what Charlie was going to do in the end.
3: That's, yeah, good, that's the big test. That's good. And I also,
2: I mean, also, too, we know in the movie, of course, The gobstopper is the, the, the whole thing that gets him like my dear boy and and back to that again. And, you know, that's a good, that's a good part where that could bring in the part of him being the father Mm -hmm. of Charlie saying, you know, like, you know, he puts the gobstopper down and he goes, you know.
3: so Here, I'll play that. Hold on. Yeah. So then after he says, good day, sir, they, they start to head out the door and then Charlie stops and turns around. So shines a good deed in a weary world. He puts down the gobstopper and at that minute he realizes that he's got his air. He passed the test. Now, for what purpose, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But he passed the test. Oh, I, I, I
2: thought
3: you were going to play something. <laughs> okay, yeah. He passed the test. And and,
2: and here's the thing, but, you know, when when they're walking out of the office remember that grandpa joe says if slugworth wants a gobstopper Mm -hmm. we'll give him a gobstopper you know we'll give him what he wants and then he turns around and he drops it down and oh my dear boy and and everything and Mm -hmm. and so yeah is he getting an heir to continue the killings (laughs) or is he getting his son
0: yes or both possible or both how did you like the chocolate factory charlie
5: I think it's the most wonderful place in the whole world.
0: I'm very pleased to hear you say that because I'm giving it to you. Hmm. So here's
2: a fun fact about this. Okay. So in 71, he says, I'm giving it to you, blah, blah, blah. No mention about the kids. Nothing is mentioned, right? But in the 2005 version, the kids, they show the kids leaving the factory with the parents. Mm-hmm. And the one, the, uh, Violet, um, is very flexible and she's doing flips, you know, because she's been, uh, deduced and her body is flexible right. and, um, TV is, um, he's taffy is thin and skinny and he's walking away. You know, they all have their, their, um, they're all okay. They didn't die. So right. that, that's interesting. Yeah.
3: So in this one, he does mention it to Charlie that all the kids are fine And that they're going to be returned to their miserable selves. He says that line.
2: Oh, he does. That's right.
3: But, of course, we never see them.
2: Miserable selves. Yes. Where they belong in hell. (laughs) Too much? Too much there? Okay.
4: No mercy. No mercy.
2: (laughs) And then, of
3: course, Willy, or um, Wonka says
0: this. But, Charlie, don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What happened? He lived happily
2: ever after. Oh. There you go. After, you know, nothing nothing better than some kind words after a manslaughter. Isn't that great?
3: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. So let's explore this then. We've kind of made the case that we know for sure the contest was rigged. Mm -hmm. Everything was set up. Each person was um, determined, these 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 spoiled brats for different reasons were all kind of put up against Charlie. Now the question is, if we go down the road of Wonka being his father, this would be a good kind of test to kind of see how his son would do. Okay. So do you buy that? Is that the most plausible thing? I mean, I guess it's the most. <laughs> I don't know you'd rather have him be a murderer, I, yeah, I kinda like that idea now because now it's
2: now it's fun because now it's like psychotic and 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 you know he took he took what these kids are bad for and killed them the same way like mm. or or potentially whatever, and, you know like everything that happened to the kids was something you know like like the kid with the eating um how do you kill someone that you know he he eats he died drowned by eating chocolate or whatever. Um, or he suffocated in fudge or whatever, you know, you had the, my TV, they shrunk them and, you know, now they're just going to, you know, I don't know, burn, throw them in the boiler room and kill them. Who knows? I don't know. But everything that happened to these kids, it was something that they they were bad for. I, I, and I like that concept that it was, you know, premeditated, it was planned out. You know, the Oompa sang a song about every little thing. Uh, you know, like when, when Veruca went down, you know, what'd they say? Who do you blame? The mother and the father. They blame him for mm-hmm. the girl. I mean, they had the songs already done. It was premeditated. It was murder. And that's what it is. Willy Wonka is probably by far was the best serial killer out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he stayed at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. How about that? No, I'm
3: <laughs> So why is he killing kids? Is there some aspect to that? Well, he's killing hes killing bad kids. Yes, well, but wh- why? Because- He's a bad person himself in this, isn't he?
2: Yeah, well, not in his eyes. In his eyes, he's doing something good. He brings happiness to kids by making chocolate for them. And maybe he feels like these kids are bad kids. They don't deserve to have that happiness of chocolate. So he takes them out. Okay, all right.
4: I think he's the dad- I really do. Now that we've mm-hmm. talked this out, I think he was the dad. And I think the kids were there as props so that in the end, Charlie would win and it wouldn't look like it was rigged and it wouldn't give away the obvious that he's the
3: dad. That's, that's the most plausible. I agree. I'm not going with plausible.
2: I'm going with crazy. <laughs> My crazy concept is he's a child murderer. He kills bad kids of the world
3: yeah I, I think I'd like to think that you know this was all done because really that was that was his son, and it was a way for him to kind of um you know pull him into his world and, and see what he was all about and create these tests and and everything and uh he does say that um you know his whole family gets to come and live at the at the factory, so that'll be an interesting reunion when you think about that oh, oh.
1: <laughs> will it
2: though <laughs> i mean I think I think the first thing he's going to do is, I think the the grandpa Georginas and Georges they're going to they're going to disappear. They're going to be killed first. You're going to put them in the cabbage water room. There we go. I didn't oh. see that room coming.
3: Yes. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's Wonka kind of broken down in a different way. Pleasure. Wow. Love it. <laughs> you know you you mentioned the um, the 2005. Uh, a little bit. And and so when you when you do that, there's some pieces that kind of, um, you know, make you think differently there, too. But of course, everybody survives, So that angle is not not plausible.
2: Everyone does survive. Um, he's um, a lot of the th- times when they show Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka, when things are happening to the kids. Um, he's got, like, this weird look on his face, like, ah, he's, like, smiling mm-hmm. and kind of out there. And when the Oompa Loompas are singing the songs, and those songs are very precise on what's going on with these kids. Um, he's kind of just, like, tapping along and, like, yeah, I know
5: yeah. what's
2: going You know, he's kind of, you know, and he's very, like, very kind of psychotic because he has these flashbacks of his dad. And um, it kind of makes him, makes him look a little bit crazier. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But that's just
3: uh, – yeah. So I want to play this, um, this clip of a Gene Wilder interview um, where he talks about the remake. Are you bothered
2: by remakes of classic films of yours like
3: Willy Wonka,
2: Charlie, and the Chocolate Factory?
0: Uh, I think it's an insult. And it's probably Warner Brothers insult, I think. I like Warner Brothers for other reasons, but... To do that with Johnny Depp, who who I think is a good actor, and I like him, but I don't care for that director. And he's a talented man, but I don't care for him for doing
3: stuff like he did. So mm. he really didn't like what they did to Willy uh, Wonka in that. Understandable.
4: It is. I mean, that was his baby.
2: It's a classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a classic movie. 1971 then, you know, 2005 you come out with this, you know, really weird. weirdish kind of thing and they made, you know, Johnny, even Johnny Depp in his life. He's like, you ah, know, just like really mm-hmm. weird and bizarre and stuff and, you know, um, you know, what's the big prize? Well, the best kind of prize is a surprise. Ah, you know, it's just weird. It's mm-hmm. just like kind of like out there. So, and I think Willy Wonka in 71 He was very precise and knew exactly what he was doing. Murder.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, Well, it's played so well by Gene Wilder. I mean, he was just the right guy to do that.
2: Yeah. And if they were going with a psychotic Willy Wonka in 2005, a Tim Burton weird, then Johnny Depp was the right person to play the role that way. But as far as, you know, when I think of, you know, when I think of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or the Chocolate Factory, and then I think, I think of 1971 Gene Wilder. He'll always be the Willy Wonka, and that'll be always be, you know, be the one. I mean, even though, like, okay, here's another, uh, here's a, another comparison. Um, you said that Willy Wonka said his family can come live with him in the, you know, in the factory. In 2005, he offers, you know, Charlie. He says, you know, the factory is yours, and he goes. Oh, you know, Mr. Wonka, thank you so much as long as my family can come. And he goes, Oh, my dear boy, of course they can't, you know, he says they can't come, you know, (laughs) it's just like kind of these weird things and Mm -hmm. just really, just really different aspects. But I mean, same, same way that they, that they all, you know, supposedly died or got hurt um, or backfired on the same kind of ways, but uh, you know, it is what it is.
3: Murder. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. So you've definitely gone the side, the dark side.
2: Well, no. I mean, listen, did I go the dark side? It's fun to talk about it because you just, you hate these kids because they're spoiled little brats and the way they treat people. Um, You know, I mean, yeah. Listen, if you're going to, at the end of the day, is the story better about, you know, Willy Wonka being Charlie's dad? Of course, that's a better, fluffier version of it. But I mean, I kind of, you know me, I like, I, I call it the way it is. And I like, I'd see these kids get tortured and murdered Uh, you know i'm a big fan of the saw movie so you know (laughs) hey go for it you know but um yeah no i'm just i guess you kind of hope in an aspect that these kids got hurt or something because they deserved it they were they were mean kids they were mean you know who knows what how they were treating their friends or people outside where they lived like probably nasty kids you know especially veruca Mm mm-hmm you know and then Augustus was probably trying to eat people who knows he was <laughs> he, yeah that kid was always hungry you know
3: so. so let's um let's wrap this thing back to where the reality of the film and the fact that um Willy was really not his father let's say and um devised this to find an heir uh, to okay. take over the chocolate factory but Regardless, we know through all the clues that it was predetermined. I mean, it was right. it was something that he, no matter what, he selected these five.
2: Right. I think I think you're right there. I think that um, he picked the five people that were going to come, and I think his intention on was hoping that he thought at least one of them would be the right person to do this. And even with the fizzy lip, lifting drinks. He probably, that's why he got so mad. He figured, well, you know what? I thought it was going to be this kid and he's not. And now I'm pissed off because I was really hoping this was going to be the kid that was going to take over. And then he brings the gobstopper back. Then it's like, all right, he is the kid. This is the one I want. You know, maybe that's why it went.
3: Yeah. And I think the fact that he had the kid that was local. So he, he knew of the kid. If it wasn't his son, he knew of this because he's got these people working for him. The Candyman, maybe Joe Peck, all these guys that kind of identify this kid. Hey, there's a really good kid out there. So that's another angle.
2: Now, if we go back to the murder scene, then we can go Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, Chris, give us your your take. So
4: my question in that from that discussion is, how did he pick out those other four children? How would he know to pick out those children from different parts of the world that he probably... I mean, did he have spies? I mean, how would he pick out those specific children? Which yeah, I think is, is interesting. That's a good
2: point. I think you're yeah. right. Probably he had some people that were looking. Um, I mean, Willy Wonka is probably filthy rich. Right. Um, so he probably had some people that were out about looking around the world for um, good kids, bad kids, um, which is kind of sad that they only found one good kid. Um, that's kind of mm-hmm. sad. But um, yeah. yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. They He had people looking for... For some of the kids, and found kids that
3: he wanted to teach a lesson, mm-hmm. and that's what that was all about, and teaching the parents a lesson.
4: Because in the movie, Charlie is depicted as so pure and so innocent, and he was a uh, innocent kid. I mean, he worked very hard for his family, and he had a pretty tough life where these other kids were kind of pampered, and even in the scene where the school kids are teasing him for only opening two chocolate bars, you just instantly, your heart goes to Charlie. Mm -hmm. And I think he was, you know, everyone's rooting for him at the start. But I have never thought of Willy Wonka in this format before. (laughs) So I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm a little shell-shocked right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to go with the fact that Willy Wonka was Charlie's dad. I have to keep it sweet and sugary and fun and light um, that's just me
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you too
4: I, um, I definitely see the other side of it it's very very possible um, but yeah so interesting that's that, well
2: you guys are going that way and I'm going a different way and uh, Willy Wonka was uh, actually you didn't see this but in, in the movie at one point he was listening to Talking Heads Psycho Killer so there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what he is he's a psycho killer <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think it's fun to um, to take something that's treasured, like Willy Wonka, and um, and just explore some different things. I mean, it's, it's all in fun, obviously, and we love exactly. the movie. And, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, it'd f- be fun to kind of go down these different paths.
2: Well, different paths we definitely went down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh...
2: But you know what? It was honestly a good time, and it was my... Pleasure to do it.
4: <laughs> it was fun, very fun.
3: Any um, any parting thoughts, Chris?
4: I am, you know, it, it takes a lot to put make me speechless, and I'm a little speechless right now. Um, I just think it's an interesting scenario. I have to watch it again. I'm going to have to watch it here in the next few days because I want to take the concepts and the thoughts and the, and what was brought up tonight and see how it applies. Because now I want to remember, okay, how many seats were in the, in the boat? How many seats were in the vehicle? So mm-hmm. I want to go back now and start exploring that and being more aware of the movie versus just the, the lightheartedness of, you know, being in a chocolate factory and the fantasy and the, how whimsical it is and so forth. Yes. So I have to watch it again now. I have to watch it again.
2: Good point.
3: Yeah. And um, watch for Wonka outside the candy store holding the uh, the newspaper. It blew me away because I missed it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, it was him.
4: Wow, and for God. how many times I've watched that movie, I have never seen that.
3: Yeah, so I'll neither. be curious to see it, too. Yeah. I'm
2: actually going to go watch it after we get done with this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, it's it's so good. And I have to, I'm um, going to
2: have to pause on the scene where it's Wonka holding the paper. And I'm going to take a picture of it and post it. Perfect. And tag you both in it. Love it, love it <laughs>
4: That's awesome uh,
1: And then I'm
2: also going to take a picture of the scene Where he uh, is slicing their parents' necks In the torture room <laughs> That's on the deleted scenes of the movie You didn't see that part <laughs> <laughs> Yes Oh, oh my, gosh.
3: my gosh That's too funny
2: Well that's a good show man It's a wonderful we, show
3: Yeah um, Yeah I mean I think we, we certainly stretched The imagination on that one But it was it was fun to do so this uh, this podcast was pure imagination. There it <laughs> is, right?
1: <laughs>
2: You're awesome. Stretch <laughs> <Kong>. your imagination.
1: <laughs>
2: Killing kids if for murder. What a delicious conjecture! <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I was going to keep going on, but I just don't know what to say. Yeah, interesting, interesting theories, and and you know that's it's funny, you know. But uh, kind of both of them kind of make sense. Kind of do.
1: Yeah, it kind of yes, makes sense. They do. So.
2: Just, like, depends how weird and psychotic you are to think which one. <laughs> well, we all know how psychotic I am then, apparently, so there it is.
3: <laughs> well, like I said, you didn't start out this way. By the end of it, you were all, you bought in. Oh, are
2: you kidding me? The first uh, the first ten minutes I was in after that, are you kidding me? I was, I was ready to go after the first uh, murder. Like, let's do it. Um, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> let's take out the Gustus group.
1: <laughs>
4: I have a new appreciation right. for you both.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: so, so everyone we want to thank everyone for tuning in to uh, Back in Time Brothers podcast uh, we uh, hope uh, that this didn't disturb you and you are able to sleep tonight after this <laughs> um, just remember that uh, when you look under your bed Willy Wonka will be waiting there for you underneath so um, for, uh, for our special guest Chris Chris thank you so much for joining us again we, we love having you on the show so thank you so much
4: Thank you. Appreciate being here.
2: She's awesome. She's a natural. She's going to be uh, another member that you'll be seeing on our podcast and our URL shows in the future for sure. Um, so don't forget, people love www.backintimebrothers.com. Subscribe, um, listen to our shows. We have merchandise out there. Um, you can ask Chris. She just got a great mug with the Back in Time Brothers logo on it. And Chris, do you like the mug?
4: I love the mug. There and it go, came I'm on saying. a frosty North Dakota day. It was perfect for my coffee.
2: There you go, guys. So get the mugs, get the t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever you like. It's all available. And uh, don't forget our Masters of Mix show uh, coming up on Sunday, uh, Saturdays, um, every Saturday at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And also our URL show that's on Mondays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on urlradio.net. Did I hit everything, bro? I think you got it. God, that's so good. I'm so good. And it got it on the first try. Um, So... Guys, for myself, DJ Polly for our special guest, Chris, and for my brother, Lou, we are out of here.
1: If you want a new paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it, want to make the world, there's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with your imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to.